Welcome to the Faith Seeking Freedom Podcast, a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. Your questions about faith and liberty deserve thoughtful answers, and we're dedicated to giving you solid responses so you can live free and flourish. Welcome back to the Faith Seeking Freedom Podcast. I'm Dr. Norman Horn. And if you enjoyed this question, please let us know. And you can even email us your own question at podcast at libertarianchristians.com. This is a question from one of our listeners. His name is Adam. He asks, I'm wondering in a stateless society, who would protect property rights? It would seem like it would need to be a might makes right system, wherein those who are not strong enough to protect their property would have it seized from them. He goes on to say, wild animals like lions believe that their land belongs to them, but unless a lion is strong, he'll be unable to defend his land from another stronger lion. I don't see any way that anarchists could make it work unless they use the might makes right system that lions use. Interesting question, of course, Adam. We appreciate it very much. And I'm glad that we're already operating from this perspective that personal and private property rights are indeed what we need to be interested in. And if we didn't have that, we would have quite a problem from the outset. So at least we'll be starting from kind of a similar starting point here. Let's also note here as well that we do address this in a fairly reasonable fashion, and it's at greater length in our Faith Seeking Freedom book in chapters two and three in particular, that's the Libertarian Basics and What is Government? Now, I'm assuming here that again, if you're into our way of thinking, but you're not quite wholly there, you're still probably thinking in a minarchist mode. That is that the purpose of the state, if it should exist at all, should only be to protect personal property rights. And so if we get there, hey, great, like I'll be the first to accept that as being an improvement on our current system. But then we can, of course, take the next step ahead, which is, is it possible that even those activities that would fall under the appropriate, in this minarchist rubric, protecting of personal property rights. Is that something that can be done without a state? And the anarcho-capitalist says, yes, yes, we can. And so let's, let's kind of think about what that looks like for a second. The things that are often considered as being the, just the impossible things that have to be state-run and not via the marketplace are things like provision of law, provision of courts, and provision of like police, for instance, or some type of security. And I would suggest to you in each one of those points that that is something that absolutely can be provided by the free market. Now, before we go any farther, I'd like to recommend a couple of resources here that are of particular note as well. I'll draw from certain things from Bob Murphy's book, Chaos Theory, Linda and Morris Tannehill's book, The Market for Liberty, and of course, the work of folks like Edward Stringham, Murray Rothbard, Hans Hermann Hoppe, and others as well. So first off, let's talk about courts or the idea of how do we deal with court system proceedings without a state? Well, the answer is that this already happens. We have all sorts of different kind of arbitration mechanisms by which we can resolve disputes without the use of courts. And in fact, it's kind of the case even now that courts are so bogged down with so many things that the state does that it kind of stands to reason like, well, we really need to cut back on what, like, like, there have been all these alternatives that have been built up in order to try and relieve that burden. And so if that is possible for the market to end up doing these types of arbitration of disputes, it seems perfectly reasonable. And in fact, it does happen that there are plenty of other disputes, even potentially criminal disputes that could be resolved in completely private form or even you know, without a court to begin with, or even with much more simpler mechanisms. So private types of courts have existed in the past as well. 
even in American history, those are existent. And Ed Stream in particular, I think, has good history lessons that you can learn from his work on that. So private courts don't really need to be a problem. The provision of law is also something that I think that is probably misunderstood. We often consider that law is something that is kind of proffered by legislation. But legislative acts are not transcendent law. If what law is supposed to be is to discern how we resolve property rights disputes, then they should flow from the property rights rules that we understand from nature. And if we agree that property rights come from God, we understand them based not on the fiat of power, but rather through evident reason, then it should follow that the rules that govern those are not merely arbitrary, but need to come from flowing out of that evident reason as well. And so it should stand to reason then that it is not required to have a state in order to create laws. They are recognized in the same way that we recognize property rights. We know that property rights don't exist because the state says so, but because we recognize them to exist. Similarly, law. So there's that as well. Finally, let's just go with police and maybe we even, by extension, we could even say military or some more broader protective aspects. Private protection agencies can easily exist. They exist now for that matter. And what would they be responsible to? Well, they'd be responsible to the people that actually pay for them, which is definitely not what it is right now. And in fact, it's relatively well-known. In fact, I mean, you just look at the work of people like Radley Balco, formerly at Reason, and others, and you realize that, of course, like, Gee, most of the aspects of police activity are really for the protection of the state and not for the protection of individuals. There, of course, are notable exceptions. We accept that, and that's perfectly reasonable. But as an institution, that's not what they're there for. They're not for protecting you and me, but rather for protecting the people in power. And similarly with the military as well. And so really what it comes down to then, people need protective services and need different levels of protective services. I might need something that's different than, say, you know, the billionaire who wants to, who has a, a different desires and needs in that respect. And we can respect everybody's rights while recognizing that policing is not something that needs to look the same for everybody. And we kind of realize that intuitively now, even now, because of the way in which people hire out private protection services anyway. But it's entirely possible to provide for security services on the free market and make them work effectively. Even folks like my friend Gil Guillory, who's a private scholar and libertarian in Houston, who's written a lot about what private patrolling for a private policing system would look like. Even doing economic models and even developing service models that could even be implemented right now by entrepreneurs. So these things exist They're perfectly possible to exist. And I don't see it as being particularly a problem for the anarchists anymore. And it's really just a matter of like getting our mindset out of the notion that these things are only serviceable by a state and through coercive action. We don't have to appeal to free rider problems in order to solve them. There's plenty of ways in which the private sector can fix these things. So hopefully that makes sense. Again, I've noted a bunch of resources that you can go to. And I definitely recommend that you check out our book, Faith Seeking Freedom. Again, chapters two and three there for more information. Hope you enjoyed this question and I'll see you next time. This podcast was inspired by our popular book, Faith Seeking Freedom, which is available on Kindle, softcover, and audiobook at faithseekingfreedom.com. Want your questions answered on our podcast? Email us at podcast at libertarianchristians.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so we can reach more Christians with the message of liberty.